I hope you guys had a great weekend um, over this val- you know this Valentine's Day weekend. Um, I had a great weekend. As you guys know, I'm single, but you know I still had a great weekend. Um, great service at church on yesterday, and I got a lot done on um, Saturday. So, and you know my recovery is going great. Um, thank you to all those who have reached out to me. Um, I'm getting, I'm literally getting stronger by the day. Um, I'm getting less fatigued. Uh, I'm able to do more things that I wasn't able to do before. So I, I should say, bef- you know, pretty, you know, pretty much I'm just, I'm getting better. I don't want to, I don't want to keep going on and about, on and on about that, but I just want to thank you guys. And, uh, um, almost, I'm almost back to, uh, my new normal. Okay, so I want, I want to start with this story on these three Connecticut girls who are suing concerning the ability for boys who identify as girls to compete in sports as girls. Now, I'm not going to get into all this science stuff because you guys already know this. You it's very clear the differences between men and women. Men and women, men are taller generally than women. Men are stronger than women. Um, you know, our, we have different, you know, muscle, um, the structures of our muscles, it's different. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into all that because you are, you already know that. That's what school is for. And if, even if you don't go to school, you can just look around you could you could be completely uneducated for you could lack formal education you could just walk around and just look at people and you could notice different things and you you wouldn't need to know the specifics and the details and stuff like that but these three girls are my heroes they are fighting they're they're fighting against this idea of just letting these guys Cause see here, here, it, these guys are very simple. It's very simple. These guys are not very good at sports. They're, they're probably just mediocre. Or they're like at the bottom on, and being on the guy's side. So here's what they said. They said, we are going to take advantage of the, of the political correctness and the fact that, you know what? I can be what I want when I want and no one can say anything different. So what I'm going to do, and they did it, they probably did it together, some of them, or you know, whether they're individuals or whatever, but they said, you know what, I'm just going to identify, I'm just going to say I'm a girl. And they can't stop me from competing, from saying that I'm, they can't stop me from being a girl because they can't say anything about that, or else that makes them a bigot and that makes them sexist and that makes them a really bad person and they could lose their job. So I'm just going to make myself a girl. And I will, um, I'm just going to compete in sports as a girl. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to dominate. That, that, that was their, that was their mindset. They had this belief of, you know what? I, I suck. I suck with going against guys. So let me just go against girls. I mean, why not? And here, here's what, Here's what has to be understood. You know, you can talk about gender reassignment surgery and stuff like that. You can't 
the body is made a different way. You have different types of bodies. The muscles are formed one way. You have different bone densities. You can't change that. Like I don't... These guys... Guys cannot be girls. Girls cannot be guys. Men cannot be women. Women cannot be men. You are what you are. And that's okay. That That's a good thing. It's great that we can be different and that we can't, you know, you, you can't choose what you want to be. And these, these girls are doing the right thing. Don't, don't lay down and don't just bend over for these, for these people. It's absolutely ridiculous. There is a, it's stupid. There is a, there's a reason that guys and girls are in different, different sports. You have men's basketball. You have women's basketball. You have baseball. You have softball. You have men's soccer. You have women's soccer. You have football. You have powder puff. You have all these different sports and Guys are with guys, girls are with girls. You can do co-ed. It really doesn't turn out great. It's really not a good idea. Now, when when the kids are younger, you know, they're just kind of like learning the game. Now, that's understandable. I don't think really think it's favorable, but it's understandable because, you know, coordination's not there for guys or girls or anything like that. So I guess I can understand it. But you have these high schoolers. Where the guys, you know, they're getting their muscles, they've got the coordination, you know, it's not middle school anymore where it's the taller girls with the shorter guys. It's not like that. These, these men, these boys are closer to being men. It's ridiculous that these, that, that these girls have to put up with this. This, this hurts women. Because women say, you know, we want more opportunities. You know what this does? This takes opportunities away from women. You take an average girl and an average guy and you put them in these sporting competitions. The girl's not going to beat the guy. It's not going to happen. So you just have more. You just have guys who just say, you know what? Let me just compete as a girl. Be at the top. And then I'll, I'll, I'll get a scholarship and I'll get noticed and I'll get talked about. I'll, I'll get a little fame. It takes away these opportunities from women. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You just have to stand up to these people who want to be something that they're not and just say, no, you, you're, you are a, you are a man or you are a woman. You are what you are. And that's that. That's it. You can't, you can't choose, you can't just choose just for your convenience. You can't do this kind of stuff. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. And I'm, I'm seriously going to be honest. If you're, if you're a feminist, if you're a feminist, I, I seriously, I don't think you can legitimately, I don't think you can legitimately be a feminist and support, and support Men becoming women. 
or identifying as women and competing as women. You, 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 like, you, you can't, you cannot legitimately make that argument. You can't say, oh, I'm a feminist and I, I want women to have more opportunities and all that. But I also support, you know, men and boys competing as women and girls in sports. You, you can't make that argument legitimately. It's ridiculous. Miller and Yearwood, the suit says, took more than 85 opportunities to participate in high-level competitions from female track athletes. They are, the, these are guys, and by the way, Miller and Yearwood, they are, uh, they are these, uh, two, they're these two guys, they're guys, um, they're not girls. And they are compete. They're competing as women. In the in the article from CNN, it says, as examples, the lawsuit mentions two transgender athletes by name, Terry Miller, and Andrea Yearwood, who it says began competing. Listen to this. Who said who it says began competing in the 2017 track season, and brought home, in quote, 15 women's state championship titles. These women, these ladies, don't have a shot. The minute the gun, the minute the gun goes off, it's over. The girls shouldn't even just get in, they shouldn't even, they shouldn't even get in line. Just, just let, just let the guys run. Fifteen women's state championship titles. That's ridiculous. That's outrageous. And you know, you know what's amazing? You know what's amazing? There are other girls who are like, this isn't fair, this is not right. The problem is they just don't possess the courage to stand up against them. That's why these three girls are my heroes. They're standing up for, for what, for what is right. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know, the parents, they're just like, you have, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. I take, you know, I take my daughter to, you know, they have practice. Getting them food, you know, we're getting them the right diet. We're trying to help them train. We're trying to do our best. And then here come these two dudes, dudes that are about to race against them. They, my daughters have put in, my daughters put in all this hard work. They've trained. They've eaten right. They've dieted. They've exercised. They've done all that they needed to do. They've kept their grades up. And now they have no chance of getting first and second because they're about to go against two dudes. The best they can get is third. Which makes you the second loser. No, that, that, that is unacceptable. That's unacceptable. I don't have kids. But if I'm seeing this, I'm like, absolutely not. My daughter's not going to put in all this work and they, they literally have no shot at all. Unless the, unless the guys just like pull their hamstrings and just fall, then it's actually a race. It's like, oh my gosh, now we actually have competition. You almost have to hope for injuries for it to be, for it to be a race. This is wrong. It's absolutely 100% wrong. I say it all the time. There are certain things in life you can choose. You got, you guys can, you guys could literally finish this statement for me. 
There are certain things that you can't choose. You can choose where you live. You can choose whether you get married. You can choose who you have sex with. You can choose if you want kids. You can choose what school you go to. You can choose your occupation. You can choose your mode of transportation. But there are certain things in life that you cannot choose. Being a man or woman is one of those things. That's, that's not something that you can choose. Even if you think you are a certain thing, that's, I, I wasn't, as you guys know, I was, I was in the hospital and I was on heavy, heavy medication. There were certain things that I thought happened that did not happen. So there were times where I would say, okay, where I would think something happened and I would think someone said something, but they didn't say anything. There were whole days that I thought actually, that I thought existed, but they didn't happen at all. And I was, and I would be like, okay, so this, so when we did this, you know, so what happens next in that process? The doc, you know, nurses and doctors would have to tell me, okay, that didn't happen. Um, you know, that you're just under heavy medication. That what, what you thought happened did not happen. My mind was not in the right place. If they, if they just, if they had just gone with it and just said, you know what, it didn't really happen, but you know what, to make him feel good, to make him think that it actually happened and not to make him think that he's, you know, we don't want him to think that he's crazy. So, you know, let's just go that route. There was an, I thought I was supposed to get a certain procedure done. And if they had just gone through with that, things would be very different. My, my recovery process would be very different. But no, they said, no, that didn't happen. We don't need to do that thing. What you think happened did not happen. Sometimes you got to be patient with these people. But th- this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely outrageous. I mean, this is, this is going against... This is going against nature. This is going against what God created. God created man and he created a woman. We are now going to, it's like, okay, it's like God made you this and you are going to go against that just because that's, you believe you are that or it's convenient for you to be that other thing or to be something else. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You have people, you, you can't just do that. You can't just go about, you can't just go about life in this, in this state of thinking, you know, I can be whatever I want, whenever I want. Society breaks down. You know, me and my dad were talking, we were talking about this whole gender thing and, and it was just ridiculous. I was like, I was like, you have to realize. I was like, my dad, my dad kind of made this joke. He was like, you know what? He's like, let's just say, he's like, let's just say someone identifies as a squirrel. Okay. And this is really just kind of hilarious because it doesn't work at all. But it's like, let's say, he's like, let's say I identify as a squirrel and he goes into work one day and he works 
And then when his paycheck comes, his paycheck is not currency. It would have to be a bag of nuts. Why? Because squirrels do not use currency. Squirrels eat nuts. So when we, when we just say, oh, you know what? I can be this. I can, I'm this. You know, I'm an elephant. I'm a fox. You know, I'm a woman. When I'm really a man, I'm a, you know, I'm a man, but I want to be a woman. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just all, I'm just all of the, I'm, I'm saying things that I'm not. Society breaks down. It doesn't work. This doesn't hold up. This does not stay and stand in the long run. These three girls, these three girls, Alana Smith, Selena Soul, and Chelsea Mitchell, they like, I, I wish I could meet you. I, I wish I could meet you. I wish, I wish there were more girls and more families that were, that were like them and stood up against this just utter ridiculousness. It's utterly ridiculous. You can't, you, you can't choose your gender. You can't, you can't just do something just because it's convenient for you. You can't, you can't, it, it, it's, I, I don't see how we as a society can collectively agree. See, we're all worried about people's feelings and making people feel good, not upsetting them, making sure that they're happy. You know, we don't want them to get triggered. We don't, we don't want any of those things to happen. You have those people and you have people who are just in reality. And it's like, you know what? Your feelings will be hurt in life. Some Sometimes bad things happen. We can't agree on basic science. I mean, you think about it. There are people out there that you could actually meet and they actually genuinely will tell you to your face. You can be if... If you want to be a woman and you're a man, you can go ahead and say you're a woman and you will be a woman. You can, you can get your, you can get, you know, your dick cut off. They can give you some breasts. They can give you some injections and some, uh, testosterone blockers. And voila, voila, you're, you're a woman just like that. You have people who actually think like that. Now, I think there's very few who actually believe that, but there are many who will just say that just because it's politically correct. This political correctness is going to destroy society. It's, it's not good. It is not good. It, it, it doesn't work. This is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep watching on this, you know, this lawsuit thing. And it's, it's almost, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this again. You guys have to understand. You have to realize if this is allowed, there will be no such thing as women's sports. They will cease to exist. There won't be women's basketball. There won't be women's track and field. There won't be women's soccer. There won't be softball. Do you see, do you see, you have to see where this is going. Women don't have a chance against guys when it comes to athletics. 
boxing, you know, MMA, all, all of these things that, that women don't have a shot. And they're, if you, if we just keep this going and just say, you know what? No, let's just keep bowing to political correctness. Ladies, you won't be able to play sports. You won't be able to create leagues for yourself because that would be discrimination. And guys will just take over that too. We, we have to stop this. I'm telling you that that's where this, that's where this would go. That, that's just, that's what the path is inevitable. Women's scholarships, women's athletic scholarships, they won't be a thing. They're going to go to guys. Ridiculous. Just, I, just, it, it, it sickens me. It sickens me. And I'm, I'm telling you, if there's anything, let me, feminists, I'm not really popular among that, that crowd. But I'm just saying, on this, I think we can agree. I think we can both push for this. Or I should say push against this. You will be, you will be out of many opportunities. You won't have the Serena Williams. You won't have the Simone Biles. You won't have the Maria Sharapovas. You won't have the Megan Rapinos. You won't have the Carly Lloyds. You won't have, you won't have the Alex Morgans. You won't have the Elena Deladonis. You won't have those people. They will be replaced by men. You know they're men. Your brain knows they're men. Your body looks at them and says, that's a man. But you just refuse to stand up for that. I'm telling you, if you don't stand up for this, you won't have sports. You won't be able to do sports. Okay. Let me go to this, this stuff against this OBGYN. <clears throat> that was started by, um, or I should say caught, uh, caught some, uh, caught some momentum because of Andrew Yang's wife uh Evelyn Yang by the way um Evelyn Yang by the way Evelyn Yang is pretty like I I remember when I first saw her I was like wow she like she's nice she she she's good looking but okay um anyway that was just that okay this is from CNN dozens of accusers and here we go here we go you guys you guys know I'm you guys just heard me say the word accused. You already know I'm going with this. Dozens of accusers emerge after Andrew Yang's wife reveals sexual assault. It's... Do I even have to go into the article? It's... It's... It's just getting ridiculous. This me, this me too thing. You know, the me too, I would say the me too movement. It hasn't ended, but it's really, I would say it's died down. Or maybe, you know what, maybe it's just not getting as much news coverage. It might be going at the same rate. I don't really think so. But what's amazing is that you just have, you know, Dozens of, dozens of accusers just come out just to accuse this OBGYN. 
Where were you before? Why didn't you say anything before? And you know, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip this. Guys, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. We've learned a lot from this Me Too movement. We've experienced a lot of things. We've made a lot of jokes. We've seen a lot of tough lessons. Some of us have experienced a lot of hard lessons. There are certain careers now, and I, I hate saying this, but until we get a better solution, there are just careers we're going to have to avoid. OBGYN is one of them. If you're a guy and you want to become an OBGYN, I would highly advise against it. I, ju- I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't put myself in that situation because the way it is when it comes between a man and a woman and in a case and it's concerning sexual assault, usually the woman is going to be believed. You don't really have a shot of defending yourself in terms of just the public eye, just the public eye, which is, which is extremely important. There are certain jobs that I just, you probably, you probably shouldn't do. OBGYN is probably, probably number one on the list. So, I just, how do we, how do we fix this? How do we, we have to come to an agreement on how we go about these things. I've, I've given this proposal many times. I give people, I would give victims one year to gather all the evidence that you have, actual, hard, irrefutable evidence to go against this person and then to come out and say that this person did something. I'm tired. I am so tired of these cases. Where you, or these accusations where you hear that they happened years ago. Oh, it happened three years ago, five years ago. You know, when I was in my 20s and the, the lady's like 60. No. No. Like that, like that, that is enough. When it happens, you need to say something. Is it hard? Yes. But I'm, I'm telling you, I just, let me make this personal to you. If someone accuses you of a crime, let's let's jump into the future 50 years. No, 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 we'll, we won't do that. 20 years. You're you're at work one day and let's say you know you're having you're having dinner with uh, your family. You know, you guys are laughing and giving talking about, you know, your day and what happened. And you get a knock on the door. You go to open it, and it's some police officers. You say, officer, you know, is everything okay? You know, what's going on? And they say that you, you have been accused of, of whatever, fill in the blank. And you say, wait, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't do that. And they said, well, you know, this person has accused you and you know what? We are going to take you in. You would be livid. 
you'd be absolutely livid. That I mean, that you'd be like, you'd be like, wait a minute, what, what proof do you have? Whether it's okay, you were at this place when you really weren't. Okay, you did this robbery. You know, you broke into a car. You embezzled. You, you, you know, you committed. You raped. You molested. You did whatever. How do you defend yourself when someone, and then, and then you finally find out, okay, okay, let's just say I did this. When did I do this? And they said, oh, they, the person says, and they won't tell you who, they won't tell you who's doing it, or at least all the people. They'll say, yeah, you did this thing 20 years ago. And then they ask you, okay, on February 17th, 2020, at six, at 6.35 p.m., where were you? You've got to be, you've, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even have an answer. You'd be like, officer, you've got to be kidding me. I don't even know what I had for breakfast yesterday morning. That, I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of time you get to just throw out these stories that are, that, that are comp- with no basis that you, you can just come out and say that someone did something. That's ridiculous. I mean, just, just imagine that you're falsely accused, that just imagine that you're accused of something and there's no proof and you don't know who's accusing you. So there, there's no way you can defend yourself. I keep talking about this, but it's because I'm passionate about it. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent and a fan of justice. This isn't, this is not justice. This is just, these, the, they're just, they're just stories that people just say. They may be true, they may not be, but we don't have, we don't have any proof. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You guys, you know, you guys don't remember the Show Me the Evidence episode where I talked about that, um, that lady who supposedly, who said that she was allegedly raped and that she didn't remember anything and it took her a long time and stuff like that. You guys remember that episode? I call out a heat for that. And it was because they said, how dare you question her? You know, this is why rape victims and sexual assault victims don't come forward. It's like you can't ask basic questions. And then the lady that I spoke about, she re- she reached out to me through Instagram. And um, she said, you know, you could have invited me onto the podcast. We could have talked about it. Which, you know what, I actually, that did not cross my mind. I'm going to admit it didn't cross my mind. But when she brought that up, I said, okay, would you like to come on to the podcast? And she, you know, she she declined. She didn't, she didn't want to do it. But she was like, okay, you know what? It's like, you can't, you can't just go against me and then... I asked her, I asked her, I said, I said, listen, lady, I can't remember what her name was, but I was like, lady, do you want to be believed or do you want justice? Because she wrote a long piece on, uh, on her wanting to be believed. That, like, that was her main thing. And I was like, you, like, it's not about, I understand being believed feels good. It, it hurts to not be believed. I understand that. But the important thing is justice. If this guy did this horrible thing to you, 
We got to get him off the street. If he indeed, if he indeed did do this horrendous act, we need to make sure he, that he does not do it again, and we need to put him in a place away from society, which we call prison, to punish him for what he did, and to make sure that he doesn't do it anymore. But she don't, she said she didn't want to do that. She she had another article where she said that she doesn't believe. That jail is the right way to, that prison is the right way to do it. Which I don't, I don't really know what the plan would be. Unless, you know, you, you know, a don't rape class. Which this idea of teaching, I remember there was this, there was this woman who gave this suggestion. It was on this YouTube video and it was just utterly laughable. And she was like, there needs to, I, I, I maybe I can find it. But she was like, we need to teach men not to rape. And I just thought that was the dumbest thing ever. Because who, what, my dad, and no dad ever, has ever gone up to their son, or let's just say their daughter, no no parent has ever gone up to their kid and says, and says son, daughter, don't rape people. Okay, that's not a thing. That, that's just not a thing. You don't need to be, you don't need to be taught not to do that. It's like, it's like teaching someone not to kill someone. That, that's, that's unnatural. It's not natural to kill a person. It's not natural to rape a person. And so to teach them to not do that thing is ridiculous. But I, I just, I don't know how much more of this, this me too stuff I can take. We, we have to have a better system for this. We have to. And see, there are some of you who might be supporting this where, where you believe, you know what, whenever a woman comes out and says anything, just believe her. Okay. Make it personal. If someone just came out against you and accused you of doing something, the first thing you would ask is, do you have proof? Is there proof that I did this? Who is this person? You know, you would, you would, you would ask basic questions, but it's wrong to be just be like, how dare you, how dare you even think to question them? It, it's, it's, it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening how we, how we think like this. This, it, it, this breaks down society. You just have people accusing each other left and right. You know, do you guys, well, I don't, I can't say that I remember, but in China under Chairman Mao Zedong, with, you know, you know, the guy who had the little red book and stuff like that, and just that horrendous movement of the youth going against the teachers and just, it was just ridiculous. A lot of famine. Um... There, there was a time where there were, there were literally students, just people, actually just people, who would go to the police making baseless accusations against just people that they didn't like. And they said, okay, arrest that person, arrest that person. People would just be turning people in, just these, just these anonymous notes saying this person did this. 
and they gave it to the police. And it's just like, as a policeman, it's like, okay, wait a minute. What, like, what, what is happening? The system, the system just broke down. It doesn't work. You need a, you need evidence. You can't just have these people just come forward and people believe, oh, you know, if you just get a bunch of women or a bunch of people to say that this one thing did happen, it's like, oh, it has to be true. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. People, people lie. That's, that's just, that's just, that's just what they do. The first lie in the Bible is in Genesis 4, where Cain kills his brother. And God asked Cain, Cain, where's your brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? I don't know where he is. People lie. It's, it's, it's happened since the beginning. We've all done it. Anyone who tells you that, yeah, I don't tell a lie. Well, that, well, then let's just say that's their first. It, it, it's just ridiculous. I'm, I'm tired of this, man. We, we have, we can't survive as a society. And I told, I told my dad, I said, dad, you know, I said, when I have kids and I'm married, you know, my, my kids, they're going to want to have sleep. They're going to want to host sleepovers. And I said, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to have any problem with that, but it's almost like I'm going to have to put 24 seven cameras in my home in every single room to protect to protect myself, it's almost like families just have to do that. Because that that's honestly something that I would do just because, like, I was never allowed to go to sleepovers. Reason being, and I think I've shared this before multiple times, um, my parents said, okay, we don't know the parents. We don't trust them. They And my mom was very, just very, um, very suspicious of people. She doesn't, she doesn't really trust people. But she was like, they could be a serial killer. They could be a murderer. They could be a rapist. They could be a molester. And so that's why I've never experienced a sleepover. My first technical sleepover was my first night in college up at Sacramento State. That was my first quote-unquote sleepover. But I would like my kids to experience that. I think, I think it would be fun to, I think it'd be fun to watch that. But to protect myself from ridiculous allegations, I would have to have cameras everywhere. That never turn off. It's almost like we have to monitor ourselves. It's almost like we have to just, just everyone just wear body cams. Just wear body cams that never turn off, that never need, uh, that never need charging. And, you know, we just live like that. Everyone just wears a camera that monitors their every single move. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't trust anymore. And then in that same conversation, me and my dad were talking about, I was like, you know, dating is so different now. A girl says, hey, you want to come to my place? There, There's that part of me. There's that guy in me where it's like, like, she doesn't, like, she doesn't have to ask. Just, just say yes and just, just run up there. But then there's that part in every guy's brain where it's like, and they, guys may not admit it, but there is that part where it's like, mmm. I don't know about that. Because of this, this whole Me Too thing, it's changed everything. It's changed the way we interact. Forget dating and marriage on the job. You know, it, you know, you know, public transportation. 
just walking on the street, just doctor's appointments. If I, I mean, if, if I'm a doctor, I'd hate having female patients. I would hate it. I would, I'd be like, yeah, no. I, I, I wouldn't take female patients. That, like, that's just where we are. We, we can't, cause here's the thing. Once you get an accusation against you, it's, it's like you did it. It's like, oh, someone says you did something. Okay. Yeah, you did it. That, that's outrageous. That is outrageous. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Then you have this thing with Bloomberg, where he's been accused, you know, of sexist comments. And then you had, and then you had that, um, there was this, there was this person who said that there were women who lined up to give him oral sex. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, what? What are you people talking about? What, where are you people coming from? Nothing. Just, you, you hear nothing. There's nothing. The guy runs for president. And it's like, oh yeah, he did this. Jesus, I, I, I can't, I can't. Okay, I just, I gotta get to this next story. I, I just, it irks me, man. Like, it's not this, like, it's not, this isn't healthy for anybody. I'm not saying this because I'm a guy. This doesn't help anybody. Like, no one is safe when, when in a society, you can just make accusations. And the default is to just, okay, just believe them. Just believe them. Which means that you automatically have to disbelieve the person who's accused. You can't say, you know what, let's see the evidence. Let's just wait. Let's wait for the investigation. No, 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 you can't do that. No, you must immediately believe what you hear. God, it just, it, it sickens me. It sickens me. And I, I think if you're anyone who, who, if you're anyone who, if you're, if you're just a rational person, this has to bother you. I'm not saying I'm a smart guy or anything, but it's like, you have to see where this is going. We, people can't be trust, you can't, how do you trust someone now? How do you, how do you date with, like, it's amazing. There was a time where you could date and this just wouldn't even be a, this wouldn't even be a thought. What, you know, what if she says that I did this? And it's amazing. I'm, I'm going to say this last part and then I'm going to move on. In that same conversation that I had with my dad, my dad brought up, he said, you know what? It's a good idea that if you think you might regret it, because I was talking to him about Jordan, P- Jordan Peterson, who I'm praying, you know, gets well and off those tranquilizers and stuff like that. Um, he said, you know what? He's like, okay, that's a good idea. If you think you could regret having sex with someone, don't. But then he brought up this point. He said, imagine you say, you know what? I don't want to have sex. Let's say you say, let's say before you do anything sexual, you just say, you know what? I don't think it's a good idea. Let's say the other person gets mad. Let's, and as guys, we were talking as guys, so we said, okay, let's say the girl gets mad and she feels rejected and she feels upset and she feels rejected and let's say she says you know because i'm in her mind she says because i'm angry and stuff like that i'm going to now i'm you know what he did this he raped me and then you're like no like no i didn't like we didn't do anything and she's like yes you did 
it's it's not good. Like it's 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 awful. It's like how do you protect yourself? Like I think about casual sex and just going to sleep with anybody, I think it's ridiculous. Cuz here's the thing. Women most women after they have after they have sex, the day after they feel used and quote they feel in used uh in quotes they feel used, dirty, cheap, nasty. They they feel they use these words that are not positive words. They don't feel good about themselves after they do it. And then now we have this society where it's like, okay, if you feel like that, that means it wasn't consensual. What? So because you regret it, that means it wasn't consensual. That's ridiculous. See what, see when your hormones are rushing through your head, you know, your horn and stuff like that, you know, things are getting hot. You're not thinking clearly. You're thinking below the belt. You're, you're not using, you're not using the brain above your belt, you're using the brain below your belt. Then you have the sex, you know, thing, you know, things are cooling down and you're just, you're kind of just laying there and the girl, chances are the girl is thinking, what have I done? Why did I do that? I feel, I feel gross. And it's even worse if the, it, let's say they go to her place. The girl's going to feel even worse if the guy doesn't stay. Ah, wait, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I, I got to move on or else I'm just going to stay on this for like two hours. Okay. This is from ABC News. Uh, you guys may or may not have heard about this, but there's an Alabama lawmaker who has proposed a bill that requires men to get vasectomies. An Alabama lawmaker has authored a bill that would require each man to undergo a vasectomy at age 50 or after the birth of his third biological child, whichever comes first. Under Representative Rolanda Hollis' proposal, men would also have to pay for the procedure themselves. In a statement, Hollis explained her, the reasoning for the bill to shed light on the abortion ban introduced in the state. Many have seen HB 238 as an outrageous overstep, yet year after year the majority party continues to introduce new legislation that tries to dictate a woman's body and her reproductive rights. We should view this as the same outrageous overstep in authority. Listen, that's the point of this bill. The bill is absolutely ridiculous. The point was to point, the point was to say, okay, you're going to do this to women? You, you, you know, you want hands on, hands on our bodies? Okay, we're going to put hands on your bodies, guys. You know, you, you, you're going to get a vasectomy. No more than three kids for you. And then if you hit 50, so you have no kids, yeah, on your 50th birthday, you got to, you got to spend it getting a vasectomy. That's the point of the bill. The bill, the bill is not, it's kind, it's satirical, I would say. <laughs> and it's, it's just, what's amazing is that, okay, let me just say this. Here's the thing about abortion. You know, people to, let me just use your words. To dictate a woman's body and her reproductive rights. Okay, now, here's the thing. 
a woman's body. Okay, a child develops inside a woman's body. We all agree on that. We all believe that. We all know that to be true. Okay. And they talk about reproductive rights. Okay. What about the right for the child to live? What about that? The, the, the child doesn't have any say. They, ca they can't say anything. They, they, they cannot say anything. They cannot defend themselves. And they say, oh, okay, you know, you're, you're limiting my right to choose. And I, I, I will never understand this. I've tried multiple times to be, just to say, okay, you know what? Let me, let me step out of my mindset and let me just try to get into the mindset. Let me just get into the mindset of someone who would be pro-choice. I can't do it. I've tried many times for many approaches. At the, at the end of the day, you're killing a baby. I don't know how you can be okay with that. Like, I, I don't, I can't come to the belief that life begins outside of the womb. It doesn't. It begins at conception. Why? Because it's a, life is a process. The, at conception, the process begins. It's a stage of life. It's just, it's just like toddler, infant, toddler, you know, preteen, teen, adult, geriatric. It's, it's a stage in life. It's just inside a woman's body. But life has begun. And it's amazing because it's like you're killing for convenience. It's like, dang, birth control failed. I got pregnant. Mm. You know what? It would be convenient for me to just kill it. Let me kill it so I can live my life the way I want to. It's not a good time for me. You, abortion is killing for convenience. That's what you can, you can use other words. You can say, you know, it's like, you know what? It'd be better if the baby weren't born. You've got to be kidding me. You, like, you have to be kidding me. And, you know, I hear the defense sometimes. <laughs> you know, they won't feel anything. Okay, you know what? Let's say they don't. Let's say they don't. That, which, people, if you, if you're going with that argument, you're missing the point. You're ending life. Let's say this. Let's say... I, I have a good one. Let's say there's a robbery. Let's say there's a robbery. You are the only witness. The robber sees you and he sees you looking at him. He says, hmm, okay, someone sees me. Instead of running away where he can easily get away, he goes over to you and he says, hey, listen, listen. I know you saw me, I know you saw me do this thing. Okay. Let's, let's do this. It'd be better for me that you, that you weren't alive. So let's just see this. Let me, you know, how about I kill you in a way where it's not painful? What are you going to do? Agree to that? You, 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 you'd say, 
Bro, what? You you wouldn't you wouldn't agree to that. Because why? You enjoy being alive. And then you have the argument of, you know, you know, population control. You know what? I just say this. Start with yourself. Just go I mean, I mean seriously, if you're going to do that, just go on and just just end your life. Make, you know, save us save us some resources. They don't do that. Why? Because they enjoy being alive. So what it is, is you is, there's, there's a life that's being lived, and then there's a new life that's being created. But the one that's already kind of going through their life and, you know, working a job, you know, building relationships and stuff like that, they're doing their thing. The, the woman's doing her thing. She gets pregnant and says, you know what? In order for me to enjoy my life and let it go as I would like it to go, I'm going to end this up and coming life because it's just better for me. That's the problem with abortion. I don't I don't know what's more evil than killing babies. Like I I there's nothing I can there's nothing I can think of. A baby which has done nothing doesn't know what's going on. It's just, you know, you know, growing inside the womb. It's like, "Oh, you know, you know, things are changing every single day, you know. Just all, all of that stuff. And you, like, you kill it. I, I can't. It's not that, it's not that deep of an argument. It's not philosophical at all. At the end of the day, you're killing babies. That's the problem with abortion. She said, Hollis said that her proposal is meant to neutralize the abortion ban bill and send a message that men should not be legislating what women do with their bodies. Listen. You're you're ending you're you're ending life. You're you're killing. That like that that's what it is. And I mean, if you want to call me sexist for that, okay. But you, you are, you are ending life. You're killing, you're killing, you're killing a person that hasn't done anything. They haven't done anything. But, but, but you're, you're going to kill them. You know what I can do? What I, you know what I can do? What I want. You know, I don't, I don't really want to have a kid right now. Let me, let me just kill it. And people that are pro-choice, they will never, you won't, you will not hear them use the word kill. That's why they say the word choice. It's, you know, it's my, it's my choice. I have rights. I can do what I want. And if you go against me, then that means you are violating my rights. See, that's, that's how they try to get you on their side. But at the end of the day, you're, you're, let's just, okay, fine. Don't even use the word kill. You're ending life for convenience, for your convenience. I don't, I don't know how you can be okay with that. Like, I don't, I don't know how you could sleep at night. Like those who perform abortions, I don't, I don't know how you, how do you, how do you sleep at night? You kill for a living. Like, that's what you do. 
just as I would turn to my doctor, this back in the article, just as I would turn to my doctor over my state legislator to make recommendations when deciding whether or not to have a surgery or whether or not to take a certain type of medicine, it is my doctor with whom I or any of my loved ones should consult when it comes to my comes to making the incredibly difficult decisions related to my personal reproductive rights. The incredibly difficult decision. And you just you just say kill it. I I She said that Alabama's taxpayers have forked over two point five million in legal fees to the ACLU to fight the abortion ban. As per the bill's language, it would become effective the first day of the third month following its passage and approval by the governor. I don't I don't know. If if you're if you're pro you know what I would I would ask this. I would ask this. Let's say let's say there was a screen. Okay? And let's say you could see the baby. I the number of the number of abortions would plummet. Almost almost to zero. Because the fact of being able to see something, the visual the visual aspect of something grossly changes it changes everything. It changes absolutely everything. Pe- people, women wouldn't get abortions if they could if they could see the action being done. Here's the arm. Here's the leg. Here's the ear. You know. You know. You know, just you know. They they would drop. To, they would drop to almost zero. You could try shutting your eyes, but you know it's in front of you. It's amazing. Life is a beautiful thing. And to just, to just end it, to just end it just because it's, it's, it's good for you. Wow. Like I don't, it's like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like people will use the excuse, you know what? There could be, you know, complications from it. Okay. That's percentage wise. That's a very small portion of pregnancies. And here, here, you know what? Here's the amazing thing. No one says that you have to keep the child. No one says that. That, like, that's, like, you can, you can give it up for adoption. You can have a child, and right after you have it, take it to the fire department. Take him or her to the fire department. You can do that. But no, you know, I'm just, I'm, it's better, so, some, so some life is better than no life at all. I don't know how you can come to that, like, I don't know how you can come to that conclusion. I, like, I don't, I don't see it. And I, I want to say this, Christians, Christians out there, you cannot be Christian. You can't be Christian and be pro-choice. You can't, you can't. You cannot. God is the giver of life. He is, he is the, he's the source of life. You can't, you can't be, you cannot be a Christian and be pro-choice. I once met a guy in college 
and we were talking and somehow we got to, somehow we got to, um, we started to talk about his family and he said someone, someone in his family, I think it was his cousin, but he said, you know, my cousin, they are, um, you know, they just, you know, they just got an accident. They were accidentally became pregnant. And he said, he said, man, you know, I hope she gets an abortion. And he, he, he just like slid that right in there, right? Just as casual. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you just say? And he said, what? I said, did you just say you want her to get an abortion? He said, yeah. I said, you're a Christian? He said, yeah. I said, dude, no. I was like, in, in the Bible, God says, <laughs> he told, he tells the Israelites, but it, it applies to everyone. I lay before you death and life, blessings and cursings. You choose. And then he's, he gives a hint. He says, choose life that you and your seed may live. And there are many types of seed. One of the types of seed is children. He says, choose life. It's like the most pro-choice Bible verse you can find. And I said, I said, I said, you, I said, look, man, you can't, you can't hold those two beliefs. You have to let go of one of them. He didn't really say much after that. He changed the subject. And I, you know, I never brought it back up again, but I, I know it didn't sit, I know it didn't sit right with him. I could just tell, you know, in our conversation after that, he couldn't stop thinking about it. But I'm just, I'm just going to say that if you're a Christian, you cannot have that belief. You cannot hold on to, you can't, you can't have this belief of being pro-choice. God told us, God told the Israelites, you know, he, one of his ten commandments, thou shalt not kill. And if there's anything that you, if anything, if anything, you definitely should not kill babies. That, that's all I have to say. This was a very long episode. I didn't think I would be so impassioned about this, but I, I had to do it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm telling you, man, Christ is coming back and he, he's not, he's not playing. Every, listen, and this, this is my last thought. What we do, what we do in life, everything we do in life, We'll have to answer for that. Every choice we make has a consequence, positive or negative. Sometimes you can get both. You can get positives and negatives. You can get more positives than negatives. You can get more negatives than positives. But everything you do, you will have, you'll have to answer for. And I'm, I'm telling you, I can't, I can't think of one thing that is more evil than killing a baby. I, I would ask you, I would ask you, if you're listening, try to think of something that's more, that's just worse than that. That, that's, that is my final question of the day. I hope you guys listen in on Tuesday. I got another great one for you.